0: Welcome to the Freedom Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are investing in your relationship with the Lord by listening to this message. Check out our YouTube channel for a complete log of all of our sermons. If you would like to know more about FC, visit our website at www.freedomfamily.us. God bless and remember that the best is yet to come.
1: Good morning again, church. Good to see you. Thank you for being here today. Thank you. Thank you so much today. We're continuing talking about our purposes. And let me ask this question before I jump in today. How many of you were here last Sunday? Raise your hand. All over the auditorium. How many of you will raise your hand and say that was weird? Raise your hand, right? Yes, it was. Hey, and you know what? Uh, it was not to be, able to, uh, uh, to be able to just say that our volunteers needed a break, but we wanted to prove a point. And because of that, we want to give God praise for these wonderful volunteers that you are at Freedom Church. Let's give them praise. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Also, I want to give God praise for 60 brand new volunteers. Give God praise for that, George, all right? So today welcome to those of you that are here maybe you're here for your first time the building did not fall in you are good to go and those of you may be watching online but we're so thankful that you are here we call you VIPs because you are very important people so today i start off by telling a story those of you that know me personally uh very well I love to uh fish in my spare time how many of you here enjoy fishing raise your hand Raise your hand across. Yeah, a lot of you enjoy fishing. So, anyway, enjoying fishing. Uh, I fish with a couple of guys a lot, Ryan Groves and Travis Patterson. Uh, but one time, this is about a month or so ago, Travis and I were fishing at night, and we were enjoying our time together. And uh, he got hung up on something over here because baits cost a lot, so we want to scoot over and kind of get it, you know, and not uh, waste the bait. So I'm over there, and we're trying to, he's trying to get unhung. And next thing you know, I hear something flopping in the back of the boat in the floor behind me. So I turn around and look at Travis, and I thought, what are you doing did you get unhung and catch a fish he said no did you I said no I didn't you didn't so we look around and here's this bass flopping in the bottom of the boat so apparently the bass was either smoking crack or found a beer out there at the Gallatin marina and sucked it down and got weird and jumped into our boat okay and was flopping around now, I don't know about you, how many of you have ever had a fish jump in the boat without catching it? Anybody, raise your hand. Yep, we've had, probably have one, but I'll guarantee you, probably, brother, it probably won't happen again, you know. And so, but anyway, here's the fish. Check it out. Here's the fish that, we, that, that Travis held it up, and we had to take a picture of it. Uh, they may have already put the picture up there, and I didn't know it. There we go. That's a large fish. That's a dumb fish, too, because we could have ate it, and we didn't. We threw it back. So anyway... When you think about fishing and you think about things like that, it's highly unlikely that one will ever jump into your boat, and that's the same with people who need to know Jesus. You say, where are you going with this? See, the idea behind fishing is that you know that the fish you're looking for, you're knowing what you want to do to attract them to be able to catch them, and to catch a fish, you got to know what equipment to use, you got to know the habitat, you got to look at the depth that the fish are in and the water you're fishing in, and then you go after the fish, And after we understand all of that, we need to start doing real fishing. We need to know how to relate and be fishers of people, okay? You say, what do you mean fishers of people? Look at this story here in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 4. One day, as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon also called Peter and Andrew, throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Now you think about that, fished for a living. I'm going to pause there and just let you know. Most of the time I'm fishing on Old Hickory Lake, we can't even catch a fish. My family would starve to death, let alone make a living from it. So let me just get that out there right now, okay? But anyway, these guys were professional fishermen. They did it for their living. Jesus called out to them, come follow me and I will show you how to fish for, what's that word said out loud? People. People. Say it again. People. People. And they left their nets at once and followed him. Here's something i want you to understand all of you did not raise your hand while ago when i asked you if you fished everybody here fishes you say what do you mean pastor you're fishing for your career you're fishing for a promotion you're fishing for the contract you're fishing for the one you'd like to take on a date you're fishing for the one you would like to marry you're fishing for that new home and a fashionable zip code may i go on we're all fishing when we go out there in the world but Jesus is trying to redirect our mindset that we begin to understand that it is of the utmost importance that we fish for people. See, life is preparation for what? Eternity. That's what life is preparation for. And there's four things you can do in heaven and you'll do it forever and ever and ever and ever. You'll be able to go to heaven and you'll be able to worship and praise God for all of eternity. You'll be able to go to heaven and you'll be able to fellowship with God and other Christians. You'll be able to, to be able to go to heaven, you're going to be able to learn of God. That's discipleship. You'll be able to go to heaven and serve other people. That's ministry. But the fifth purpose is what you can only do on earth And that's because you were made for a mission. Look at the person next to you and tell them, You were made for a mission. Tell them. Now look back at them and say, You too. You say, Well, why is that? What do you mean we're made for a mission? Look at John's Gospel, chapter 17. This right here was the prayer that Jesus prayed for himself. He prayed for his disciples and he prayed for all believers to come throughout the ages, which would be me and you. And look what it says it says, In the same way that you, talking about God, gave me, Jesus, A mission in the world, I give them, them, say them, now say me, I give them a mission in the world. See last week I talked about ministry in the church, today I'm talking about a mission in the world. Everybody needs a ministry in the church to the believers and everybody needs a mission into the world of unbelievers. So my fifth purpose is to share the good news. Say good news. Now say it loud. Good news. How many of you agree with me that since the pandemic, that everything you listen to, whether it's on your phone, whatever news media outlets that you get, how many of you agree that 99.9% you hear is bad news? Raise your hand. It is. And I'm just, I know you're you're kind of sick of it up to here and I am too. But man, we have the greatest news in the world that's eternal. It's the good news of Jesus Christ who came down the stairway of heaven. He put on skin and he was able to walk among men for 33 years and he was without sin yet tempted in every way that we're tempted. Yet him not sinning, he went to the cross, spread his arms out and died on a cross in my place and yours so that you and I could have our sins forgiven and have eternal life one day but yet have the blessings of God. Now that's good news do you agree with me church that's good news but listen to what paul says here in the book of acts in chapter 20 and verse 24 and and i want you to put yourself into this and having the same mindset that paul has he says but my life is worth nothing to me unless i use it for finishing the work assigned me by the lord jesus what is that work it's the work of telling the good news say good news About the wonderful grace of God. See, once you understand God's in control, He made me to love me, my life is not an accident, I have a purpose for living and breathing, then God expects me to share that good news with other people. God says, I want to share, want you to share it wherever you go, whatever you do. It's called evangelism. A lot of people are scared of this word, evangelism. You say, What do you mean, Pastor? See, I think the word evangelism, it is a Greek word for good news. It's very misunderstood by Christians and non-Christians. Once again, the Bible says that once you know the good news and that God loves you and has a purpose and plan for your life, then God wants you to be able to pass that on to somebody else. And some of you are thinking, well, where where am I supposed to pass that on to, Pastor? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. So let's look at Acts chapter 1 in verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be, say those two words, my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. There's three different references there to three different kinds of people. In Jerusalem, he's talking about people that are closest to you, people that are closest to your, your inner circle of people that you rub shoulders with on a regular basis. Then he talks about Judea and Samaria. Those are the people who are near you, but they are different than who you are. And then he talks about the ends of the earth. That's everybody else. But when he says my witnesses, he doesn't say be a defense attorney he doesn't say be a salesman he doesn't say be a prosecutor god just simply wants you and me to be a witness of the good news of what god has done in our hearts and in our lives so what is a witness somebody tells somebody what happened to them this is what happened to me in my life see you're an expert on your life nobody else is you know your life better than anybody else and no one can be a witness for what god has done in your life but you So understand that God tells us, tell other people what's happened to you, what I've done for you, how I've blessed you, how I've been there for you, how I've healed you, how I've given you things in life, and and how most of all that my son has given his life for you, that you can not only have a blessed life now, but you're going to have a life in eternity. So we take the opportunity to go all over to do this, the people closest to us, the people that's close to us, but maybe different than us and everybody else. I don't know if you know this, but one of our our existence and our purpose as a church is to reach people to know God. First and foremost, that's who we are. But in our high five values, we have five of those: everyone reaching, everyone growing, everyone serving, everyone connecting, everyone giving. That is a biblical thing from the Bible of what we do as God's people. But in everyone reaching, here's what I want you to understand. And everyone reaching, maybe you're here today and you haven't crossed the line of faith. You're checking out Christianity. You could not be in a greater place than checking out Christianity here today. I'm so glad that you're here. But here's what I want you to understand. You continue reaching up to heaven, the vertical sense, until you get to a point that you know that you're lost, that you're convicted of your sins, and you cry out to a holy God, and you repent of your sins. You ask Him to forgive you and ask the Lord to save you. Then you have your name written in the book in heaven, and you make reservations. Then at that point... That's when you go from that vertical relationship to knowing that you don't leave it with you. You want to go in a horizontal sense and tell other people what has happened to you in your life. That is everyone reaching. Say, everyone reaching. So, I want you to think about this. This is absolutely incredible. This is absolutely amazing that God would use you and I to be on a mission for him. Our creator is going to use me. My creator's going to use you to be on mission for him. And God is saying, my son, Jesus started this and I want you to finish this. Look at the person next to you and say, finish it. Look back at the other and say, you finish it too. What Jesus started, he wants us to finish. So how in the world do you and I complete our mission of reaching other people? First thing you've got to do, you you must share it with the people in your circle of life. You say, what do you mean by that? Think about this. There's a story that Jesus told and in the scripture that when Jesus crossed the lake, there the, the lake of Galilee there, they call it the Sea of Galilee. It's like a lake or sea, whatever you want to do. I've been on it a couple, been privileged to be on it a few times, but very large and uh, 13 miles long, seven miles wide. Anyway, they're crossing it. They go over to this area where the Gadarenes is, and there's a man there that's in the caves, and this guy has demons in him. This guy has lost his ever-loving mind. They've tried to put him in chains. He breaks chains. He's going crazy. Everybody wants him over in the caves and over there by himself. They don't want anything to do with him because he's demon-possessed. When Jesus gets here, the demon starts crying out. They're scared to death of Jesus. So Jesus could have cast him to hell. They asked permission, the demons did, for to cast him into a herd of pigs, he casts them into a herd of pigs. The man at that moment there, his name is Legion because there's like 12,000 of them, of these demons. And next thing you know, after Jesus healed him and cast the demons out, he's in his right mind. Then he becomes clothed in his right mind. And people come running, and they're worried about the herd of swine that's drowned. They see this man, he's clothed in his right mind. They're scared of him. And then that man looks to Jesus and says, I want to go with you, Jesus. And says, he says, no, you don't need to go with me. This is where you need to go, which points to where you and I need to go. Look what it says there in verse 39 of Luke 8. No, go back to your family and tell them everything God has done for you. So he went all through the town proclaiming the good things Jesus had done for him. So you know where you're sharing what God wants you to do, where it starts it starts in your family it starts with your friends with your coworkers, in your neighborhood in your community and god says i want you to share the good news with anyone why don't we do this though why is it that missionaries are coming from foreign countries to the u.s to do mission work what a mark and what a disappointment it is for the churches in america why don't we evangelize our own community? Why don't we share the good news? Why don't we be witnesses with people in our family and our friends and our coworkers and our neighbors and our community? Why don't we do it? Because one of the number one excuses, people tell me, I don't know enough of the Bible, pastor. <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. He said, well, you know more than me. I still got questions just like you do. Jesus didn't ask us to go and quote Scripture. He said, go and be a witness for what I've done for you in your heart. That doesn't take scripture. Scripture is an important thing. But it doesn't take scripture. So we need to go and share the goodness of what God has done for us in our lives. And people also, they're scared of rejection. They're going to be rejected if they talk about things that's got to do with the goodness of God. Did you know that people want to talk about God and spiritual issues in this country? They do. That's what they want to do. And a lot of times people say, well, I'm kind of shy, I don't really. Listen, I see people all the time, they're talking about this, that, and everything. Ladies, you can talk about Pinterest all day long. (laughs) And I have had zero interest in Pinterest, okay? You can do that. Guys, you can talk about sports, you can talk about hunting, you can talk about fishing, you can talk about all that stuff. Why aren't you talking about what God done for you when you have the opportunity? It's very simple. Did you know that Gallup done a poll, George Gallup, prior to the pandemic and he said that what they discovered was this well over 65 million people have no church home why aren't we inviting them also said that 34 million people said that they would go to church if someone would invite them just simply an invitation did you know that there was a poll done when it come to teenagers and that teenagers had rather talk about god than sex drugs music. We see that evidence in our freed student ministry. Give God praise for our freed student ministry. Give God praise for them. There's a lot of opportunities around us, but I will not challenge you to pray for opportunities, but pray for persistence and boldness and courage to do it. There's all kinds of ways that you can look and be ready for the opportunities in many ways to witness. Why is it important? Because 1 Peter 3 and 15 says, if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always, say always, Always. be ready to explain it. Why should we take time to do this? Because your heart's beating and mine is too. Have you ever thought about what we're going to be able to do, though, when we get to heaven? Man, we're going to get to sing and praise Jesus. We're going to get to to be able to be there in fellowship and be able to serve and learn and be able to to rest. But there's a couple of things that you and I are not going to be able to do when we get to heaven. You're not going to sin and you're not going to witness because there's not going to be one soul that's lost in heaven. But the only place that you can witness is here and now. And if you're not willing to do that, then someone in your circle of life may not make it into glory. It's not only a privilege to be a Christian. It's a responsibility to be a Christian. And here's what I want to tell you. As long as there's one person that does not know the love of God, man, we need to be reaching out more than ever. We live in a day and time where the devil is on the war path, but greater is he that's in you and me than he that's in the world. Come on, church. We have the power. We have the presence. And we have the opportunity to tell people the difference that God has made in our lives. 2 Peter 3 and 9 says the Lord really isn't really slow, really being slow about his promises. Some people think, no. He is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed but wants everyone to repent do you realize how much he cares about you do you realize how much he cares about that person that in your life that you know that needs Jesus this much he gave his life for each of us Jesus loves you and he loves that brother or sister of yours he loves your kids he loves that co-worker that gets on your nerves you know he loves that neighbor that sometimes mows over onto your property and calls it his own. He loves those people in your life that gets on your nerves the most. and Instead of thinking about them needing the love of Jesus, we let them agitate us to no end, not thinking about what Jesus could do in their hearts. A lot of people think, well, pastor, isn't our church big enough? <laughs> That's the wrong question to be asking. The right question needs to be that Should anybody go to hell? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. If you want God's blessings in your life, you will care about what God cares about the most. And that's people. And that's people. Our heart as Christians should always be God. Use me to save one more. God, use me to save one more. God, use me to save one more. That should be our heart's cry in our lives. But a second thing is, not only do I share with those in our circle of life, but I must dare to reach beyond my circle of life. And you say, what do you mean, Pastor? People that are different than you and I. People you wouldn't normally rub shoulders with. People that have different backgrounds, different education, or, or different language, or, or different economical, social status, or whatever it may be, don't, don't just get content with worrying about you're and no more. Our mission has eternal consequences. It's called heaven, and it's called hell. And there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. So we got to be strategic in reaching lost people and asking God, help me in this measure, God. Paul nailed it. In the ninth chapter in 1 Corinthians, he said, Yes, I try to find common ground with what's that word? Say it out loud. Everything. Doing what? What do you do? Everything I can to save some. I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessings. You don't just hang out with people that's like you. Christians are not called to build walls Christians are called to build bridges that's what he wants us to do we need to reach out look at the person next to you and say reach out that's what we need to do reach out you know I I just I was thinking about my neighbor this morning and I've been praying for his wife she has a brain aneurysm she's doing good but I know it's tough on Tommy but I was thinking about Tommy and I was thinking about their life and how that they've told me where they're at with God and everything and but yet let's just say that Tommy told me he didn't know the Lord and let's just say this morning that they were both over there Tommy and his wife and I looked out the window drinking my coffee and I looked back and I said Shanda um Tommy's house on fire yeah it looks like it's burning pretty good yeah I hope they're not in there you ready to go to church honey get yeah we're gonna be late let's go that's what you do too, isn't it? That's what I do. I wouldn't call 911. No, let me tell you what I do, and I'll tell you what you do. If you had a bone in your body that loved people, I would go running for everything I had, screaming, banging on the door. Tommy, 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 your house is on fire. Tommy, are you in there? Tommy, let me help them get them out. That's what you would do. What happened to us? When there's an eternal hell of fire that every human being that does not know Christ and a free pardon of sin is going to face when they draw their last breath. So we got to go, people. When you think about the word go and the two letters G-O, go, you can't spell God without go, you can't spell good news without go, and you can't spell gospel without go. So it's time to go. Say Go! Galatians 6 and 2 says stoop down and reach out to those who are oppressed share their burdens and so complete the law of Christ what's the law of Christ that we love our neighbors as we love ourselves I guarantee you if your house was on fire you'd be hoping somebody was trying to get you out right Jesus was always one who rooted for underdog did you know that That's why we got to reach beyond our circle of life and quit being satisfied. There were people in society that Jesus would go after, the ones that were shunned, the ones that were ignored, the ones that were powerless, the ones that were poor, the ones that were left behind, the ones that were in prison, the ones that were orphaned, the ones that were widows, the ones that were old age, the ones that were mentally ill, socially outcast, sick, and they were lepers. And Jesus, where would we find him hanging out today, caring for those that everybody else has turned their back on in society? If you'll look every day, I promise you, God will give you an opportunity to be able to make a difference. And also, there's a lot of mission opportunities if you will keep your ears open and be ready to do it that we're going to offer. And we offer continually at Freedom Church to make a difference. But I want you to think outside the box of how you can be used of God Almighty and to be able to make a difference and go beyond yourself as God gives you the opportunity. Because here's what I know. Every one of us are going to stand before God one of these days and he's going to ask them some questions. And I sure don't want to look to God and say, you know what? (laughs) I never did really learn to love. We just talked about it a lot at church. We just talked about it. I never really did it. In Matthew's gospel, listen to what Jesus says here. In chapter 25, he says, For I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me into your home. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you cared for me. I was in prison, and you visited me. It goes on to ask the Lord, When did we do that for you, Lord? And he said, When you've done that for the least of my brothers and sisters, you have done it to me here's one thing I know about what I'm talking about today it's going to cost you it'll cost you time it'll cost you money and it will cost you energy but I promise you the eternal rewards and blessings God wants to bestow upon your life will be so so worth it Mark 10, he says, Jesus says here, And I assure you that everyone who has given up house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or property for my sake and the good news will receive now in return a hundred times as many houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and property, along with persecution. And in the world to come, that person will have eternal life. Wow. 10,000 percent. So I share with those in my circle of life and I dare to go beyond my circle of life but man we must care for the whole world we must if you're not fishing for people then you're not truly following Jesus the disciples they didn't have a cars to drive in they didn't have cell phones to use all they had was To be able to walk, possibly ride a donkey or a mule at times. And just look at what God has ordained this time such as this for us to be able to use. To be able to get the gospel out. To be able to share the good news that, that you can send a message via Facebook on Messenger across the globe. Or you can text somebody across the country across the world. Or you can call them on a phone or even drive to their beckoning call. Ask God. I want those opportunities I want to be found faithful I don't want to be one that looks at the fire that's going on in the house across there and say God bless them I've led people to Christ on the phone in person in jails I remember one guy his name's Zach and I spent three years with him fishing in a creek even when I didn't have time to and he was asking questions about God and you know what after three years Zach gave his life to Jesus and Zach lives for Jesus today and Zach has a wonderful family and they're in church you know what it can't be on my timetable nor yours it has to be on God's timetable but you say God I don't care what kind of time it takes. I just need to plant seeds of hope and good news in Jesus Christ. Look at Mark's gospel, chapter 16 and verse 15. And then he told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. What do I do when I'm preaching? That's basically I am sharing. I am sharing the good news of God. Those closest to me, those close to me but different than me and everyone else so I asked you this question today is anybody going to be in heaven because of you? is anybody going to be in heaven because of you? will anyone come up to you and when you get to heaven and say thank you for financially supporting the mission work there in the Dominican Republic Because of what you did, I found the Lord Jesus Christ. Or thank you for taking time to go to Walmart and put all that stuff in that shoebox and send it to me overseas and that note in there you put in there that you were praying for me. I found Jesus because you took the time to do that. Or I'm so thankful that you knew I was the one in the break room that everybody made fun of. Instead of you making fun of me too, you told me what God did in your life, in my life and I took it to heart and now I'm here because of you. I'm so thankful that you invited me to church because I heard the gospel preached and now I'm in heaven because of you. I will try to orate what I'm going to share with you as best as I can, and I think you'll receive it and understand it. But what if there was a cancer center and you had cancer and you were going to go there and you went to this cancer center and you received the cure for cancer in your body? How would you respond? Would you simply be content with going back to that cancer center once a week or once a month or just maybe whenever you had the time and sing some songs about the healing you received would you debate with others about how that you were healed uh, with that disease and about the ingredients that were used to be able to cure your particular form of Would you be okay that after you were cured that no one else ever showed up at your cancer center and received healing from cancer? Because simply you were just a bunch of former cancer patients obsessed with your own healing. Forgetting what it was like to actually have the disease and and forgetting those outside the walls that desperately needed cured as well. Would you pass by hundreds or maybe thousands of cancer treatment centers feeling superior about your cancer center and what you had to be able to receive that? Would you discredit them because or attack them because your cancer center was not like their cancer center? Yours is a better cancer center. No one with a compassionate bone in their body would ever think of these scenarios that I've just shared if they had cancer and been healed and knew others needed the same healing and if people did in those scenarios they would be crude they would be insensitive and they would be absolutely ungodly yet in church this is what we call normal When you're found in Christ, then you're cured of something way worse than cancer. And there are billions of people on this planet who need the same cure. So our job is to go get them. So I want to challenge you. The most important prayer... you can never pray it's God use me God use me I dare you to pray it I dare you First Peter 2 9 and 10 and the message says but you are the ones chosen by God chosen for the high calling of priestly work chosen to be a holy people God's instruments to do His work and speak out for Him, to tell others of the night and day difference He's made for you—from nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. Those of you that, if you're new here, I raised three daughters and they kept me broke till they got out of the house, and so now me and Mama can have a little something to do every now and then, but. Uh, Something I like to do with my girls when they're at home, Chloe was about five years old at the time, and we would play hide and seek around the house. And uh, I remember this particular time, and we'll always remember it, that we were playing hide and seek. And so the other two girls, the older two, Lily and India were found and knew where they were, but Chloe thought, man, she's found a really good hiding spot. We couldn't find her went on for about 10 or 15 minutes and then I started getting a little bit worried and I started we started hollering out for Chloe 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 and then it approached 30 minutes and we went everywhere we could think of trying to find her and couldn't find her by the time the half hour mark hit I started getting worried and I started getting frantic and Shannon I said what could have happened and I began to have these scenarios going through my mind that something bad could have happened to her and I began to think what if we didn't see her go outside and what if somebody drove down the road and they grabbed my little girl And I was about to call 911, and I I was freaking out, y'all, 45 minutes later after playing the game. And one more frantic time through the house, I kept running and looking and screaming her name. And next thing you know, I remember running in her walk-in closet, and I began to sweep the clothes. And when I swept the clothes, there was Chloe sitting there asleep. she was found and I ask you this question from that story when are we as God's people his church going to get frantic about someone that could be lost forever when are we going to get so burdened about someone that we know and that we love and that we care for that they can miss eternity, they can miss Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, but also suffer the fires of a devil's hell. Now is the time as Christ followers that you and I get busy and realize that we need to search because we have the cure for a place called hell. We have the opportunity, and so I want to challenge you today to accept the full-fledged commitment to live your life every day as if it depended on that no one would be lost forever, that God, use me God. That you would keep your eyes open, looking for that opportunity for those that might be dying from the eternal disease of sin and death. And you, my friend, have the good news and the cure. Lost people matter to God, so may each of us may continue looking. God, save one more through me. God, save one more through me. You invest in people, you invite people. You invest in people, you invite people so I want to ask you to make a commitment today those of you that are believers in Christ Jesus you're a Christian I want to ask you if you'd wish to make a commitment to God to our Savior Jesus Christ and to our church and to yourself to do the very best you can to reach people to know Jesus in your life and with that commitment if you want to do the best that you possibly can from this day forward I would ask you to stand to your feet right where you're at. Father in heaven, I praise you, God, today. And I thank you, God, today for the opportunity that we have to bring fire insurance to a world because there's a place called hell that's eternal. But also we know there's a place called heaven that's eternal, a place where there'll be no sin, no sorrow, no shame, no cancer, no AIDS, no COVID. A place where the Son of God lights it up day and night where there'll be no presence of evil No tears will be there. When we get there, even you'll dry the very tears that are on our face. We'll spend eternity with you. So God, I praise you. I thank you for every person that has stood to their feet to make a commitment to do the very best we can to reach people that your son Jesus died for. Give us opportunity. Give us boldness. Give us courage. Holy Spirit, lead us, anoint us, speak out for you, in Jesus' name. I want everyone, I'm not looking up, but if you haven't stood up, I'd like to ask everyone to stand to your feet, and I want to ask you a question, how many of you here just need a boost from God you need renewal you need his power you need his presence there's something you're praying about in your life and you're hurting right now would you just lift your hand real high across the auditorium and say there's things I'm praying about pastor as you pray I want to pray with you father right now in the name of Jesus bless each one God touch their lives heavenly father God I pray God that what they're praying about God you see fit God you'll bless them richly and immensely God you'll show them favor you'll make your very face shine upon them God, you are our strength. You are our Lord. You're our Redeemer. And we praise you, God, today. You're amazing. Find us faithful back to you, so faithful as you are to us. Maybe you're here today and you simply need to get lost. And you say, well, that's cruel, Pastor. No, you need to know that you're lost before you can be saved. And that's why you're here today. You came today and your heart is being touched by the power of the spirit right now and you feel His convicting His conviction on your heart you know you've never asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life you know what God is so glad you're here and we are too church our church is proud that you're here that's why you're here friend is to give your life to Jesus he wants to bless you beyond measure he wants to be in your heart and life and you and him are the majority in a world that's not on our side So if you know right now he's calling on your heart and knocking on your heart to give your heart to him and we're continuing to pray and Christians be praying, would you lift your hand real high and say, that's me today, Pastor. That's why I'm here. Just lift your hand real high and say, God has convicted my heart. I know I need to give my life to Jesus today. Just lift your hand real high across the auditorium and say, that's me, Pastor. Just have the strength and the courage and say, I want to give my life to Jesus today. Would everyone pray? right now and pray that we know where we are with the Lord Jesus Christ Say, would you repeat with me dear Lord repeat with me out loud dear Lord I was a sinner and I need a savior I want you to save my soul my life is yours I believe in you I repent of all the wrongdoing and I make you Lord of my life in Jesus name we pray and everybody shouts Amen. Let's give God glory, church. Thank you, and God bless you.
0: Good morning, everyone. I hope you guys enjoyed today's service. I just wanted to kind of wrap up and give you guys some next steps. If you have given your life to Christ today, that's awesome, and we want to know about it. Um, If you are watching online or on the app, we have a little hamburger icon you can click on, and it'll take you to the connection card, and you can just mark that for us. And if you're on Facebook, if you go to the description, you can find a link, and it'll take you to the connection card while you're there you might see some other next steps if you're interested in any of those next steps just mark that too And um, we'll get that, and we'll be more than happy to work with you about your walk with Christ and what um, is going to happen after today. We are going to move into a time of giving. Here at Freedom Church, we believe that you can't outgive God. If you are on the app or the website, you can just go to that same um, icon and click the link to give. And if you're on Facebook, you can go to the link in the description. Um, And if you would like to send in your tithe, you can do that. We'll have the address to the church right here on the screen, and we'll get that safe and secure. We hope you guys have a great day, and peace out. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.